0: on with Apostle series, which is switching systems, hasn't it just been powerful? I think it's been challenging on so many levels, but sometimes the truth, you know what I mean, can make you uh, have a bit of a, you know, they used to call it a clones and you'll kill. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes a tough pill to swallow, but the reality is that when you live by it and you experience it, then you'll see what God actually wants to do in and through your life. You'll actually see His plan and His purpose prevail in and through your life. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to be continuing with switching systems. And for today's title, it will be a superior system. Say a superior system. Look at your neighbor. Say, we live in a superior system. It's a superior system. Colossians 1 verse 13. Colossians 1 verse 13. Let's pray before we start. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for your anointing that is upon me today to deliver this word to your people. Father, I thank you that as I speak that you will make sense of what I say. That, Father, as I speak your word, Father God, that you'll bring understanding and light and revelation to your people. That, Father God, you will have your will and your way in this place. That I will decrease as you increase. That people will hear the voice behind my voice. And that you'll minister to each and every one of us setting us free from every work of darkness in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, it says, He has, who is He? Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us and translated us, some versions says, into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So you have been translated. Amen. When the day you get born again, the day you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the day you become a regenerated spirit, you become born again, born anew, the Bible says that you shift from one kingdom to the next. You translated, are you with me? You're taken out of darkness and placed into, your, into light. But this is in your spirit, man. Are you with me? And that, but the challenge is for so many is that that translation doesn't lead to transformation. So the translation doesn't shift into a place of transformation. Why? Because we get stuck in the fact that we're born again. And not in terms of it being incorrect, but rather incomplete. Because we've heard the message, and it's not, you hear me, God deposits revelation upon revelation. Are you with me? He deposits revelation upon revelation. That's why you see throughout, History. You see dispensations of the word coming through. You see different revelations being released. Otto Roberts speaking about the love of God, speaking about healing. And then Kenneth, uh, Otto Roberts, then uh, Papa Hagen dealing with faith. Then Kenneth Copeland, faith. Dr. Bill, Dr. Miles, kingdom. And now Apostle Max, kingdom and the apostolic. Are you with me? And you see how God releases word upon word, truth upon truth, each and every dispensation and for each and every generation. Why? To bring us out and into what he has for us. So there was nothing wrong with saying you have to be born again in order for you to qualify to go to heaven. That by grace you are saved. That is true. Amen. That if you are born again, the day that you, that you leave this place, you will be with God forever. Are you with me? There's nothing wrong with that. That word is true, but it is incomplete. Are you with me this morning? If we stay just there, we will know that when we leave here, we will go to heaven. But as long as you stay here, you will experience hell. Amen. Because instead of living above the systems of this world, you will be subject to the systems of this world. So God's idea and God's intention is for what? Is for the kingdom of God, the system that is in the heavenlies, in heaven itself, that same governing system to be made manifest in this earth through you. So yes, I'm born again. Yes, I'm saved by grace. Yes, I'm going to heaven. But yes, I'm going to experience heaven on earth now in my world, in my atmosphere, in my environment, in Jesus' mighty name. If it were not so, and if it were not God's design and desire, then why would Jesus tell his disciples to pray this way? In Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 10. Because they're saying, uh, Master, tell us how we should pray. Because they're seeing Him pray all the time. And then He says, Our oh, Father who art in heaven, that'll be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done where? Come, you've got to say it louder. Say it. As it is in. So why would He tell you to pray for the kingdom of God to be made manifest here and now, if it was not His plan? Because then Jesus is in. Is, is in error. And we know he's not. Amen. So God's intention and design and desire is for us to manifest the kingdom of God in our lives right now. Right now. Are you with me? That's God's intention, God's design, God's plan. If we are not, then we must question why not. And that's the power of the series that the apostles have been ministering is that we need to switch Systems. It's one thing to be translated, but it's time for us to be transformed. Are you with me? Too many Christians look just like the world. Too many Christians are sitting in the same predicament, same situation as the world. Too many born again believers, those that are saved and sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ, those that are made in the image and the likeness of God, born again children of the most high with the same dna the same makeup as god himself too many of us look the same like the world so let's deal with creation i just want to lay a little bit of foundation i ministered some of this a couple of weeks back but i just want to lay down again for us to understand so that i can build upon something amen say we're living in a superior system Amen. The kingdom of God is a superior system. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's Genesis chapter one. And it says that God, who is, the, who is the absolute being, who was and is and is to come, who is without anybody having created him, who is the self-existent one, God all by himself was in a realm and created the heavens and the earth. Are you with me? So God in the spirit, because God is spirit, in the spiritual realm creates the earth. Are you with me? He creates the earth. He creates the natural from the spiritual. So the source of what you see in the natural is not the natural, but the spiritual. Stay with me. The source of what you see in the natural is not the natural, but the spiritual. Because it came from where? It came from the spirit. God used a substance in the spirit by faith to create what you see in the world today. Because he spoke it into existence. Are you with me? So this earth does not function by itself. It is dependent upon the spiritual realm. The seen was created by the unseen that you even see in nature. It's even evident in nature. Romans chapter 1 says that if you can see the creation of God, you cannot deny that God is God. Amen. But it speaks of how can you see a tree. When you look at a tree, the life of that tree is in the unseen. It's in the root. You can cut off a branch. You can take off a fruit and nothing will happen to the tree. Why? Because it is influenced and it gets its source of life and its power from where? From the root, from the unseen. Are you with me? Not from the seen. Our body, when you look at our body, and you look at how some guys, you can see how they go to gym, and they, you know what I'm saying? And the outside is good, but if there's something wrong with the liver, in the unseen, that body's not going to last very long. Are you with me? Because the unseen is the dominant factor and not the seen. I'm just talking about nature. Now, when you're dealing with creation itself, what is in the unseen in the spiritual realm is the dominant force over the natural realm, which is the seen. If you go to Second Corinthians 4, verse 16 to 18, it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly the seen we are wasting away, yet inwardly, We are being renewed day by day. The unseen for the light. For our light, momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal weight of glory. For eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Listen. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Anything that is temporary, it means it's subject to change. It's not permanent. What's in the spirit is permanent. Amen. It's eternal. That thing dominates what's happening in the earth today. That's why when you're looking at what's happening in the world today, to think that it's just a natural thing that's occurring, then you're operating in deception. Come on. You've got to stay with me this morning because there's nothing that can happen in the earth that is not spirit first. There's nothing that is happening here that did not happen in the unseen first. There's nothing that's happening in your life that did not happen in the unseen first. That's why praying is so powerful. Why? Because you go to the unseen. When Jesus calmed the storm, when they had to cross the the, the, the sea, what did he do? He rebuked her. Come on. He rebuked her. The wind. No, he spoke to the unseen. And it changed the scene. Are you with me? So when you're dealing with your life, when we're dealing with our lives, and when we're, when we're dealing with situations, circumstances, and things that we're facing, so many of us are staying in the scene. We allow circumstances to dictate the direction when the unseen should, when the unseen should be. Are you with me this morning? Because the spirit is the dominant factor and not the natural If you go to Hebrews chapter 1, I don't know that scripture, but go to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, I think it is. Go back one. No, 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 no. Sorry, go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Yeah. But by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were made of things which are visible wait a that doesn't sound right by faith to understand that the words are framed by the word of god that is the unseen so that the things which are seen were not oh were not made of things which are visible what does it mean it means that the things that you see were made by something that was not seen are you with me this morning just stay with me just stay with me this morning I uh, need us to understand that there's a seen realm, there's a natural realm, and then there's a spiritual realm. And in the spiritual realm, there's two kingdoms: like light, darkness, kingdom of God, and kingdom of this world. There's no gray area. You're very quiet this morning. There's no gray area. There's no middle ground. You can't stand okay, say it's a, it's a, it's a. There isn't. There is no place to stand in the middle and try and find a space for yourself to say, I'm neither here, neither there. No, you're either functioning in the one or the other. Either the one system is controlling your life or the other system is controlling your life. Are you with me? There is no middle ground. It's either light or darkness, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of this world. So yes, you've been translated, but in order for you to function in this earth, you need to be transformed. Amen. Amen. And out of these two systems that we see, that's been created, that's been set in place, hear me, you have light and darkness, you have the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world system. Now listen to me, light does not fight with darkness. Are you with me? If you put in the light and the room is dark, do you hear a fight going on in the room? (laughs) Hey couple of, you know what I'm saying? And there's a fight and then there's a little bit of light, a lot of light, you know what I'm saying? And then eventually darkness is gone. No, you just put on the light. Here's the thing that don't ever think or believe the lie that the devil's got any power to stand against God. He's got, he's nowhere near his league. Listen to me, please. There is no war between God and the devil. There cannot be because if God must sneeze, He's gone. He's gone. This, I'm going to explain to you now. I'm going to show you why there's a fight. It's not because of God. It's because of man. It's not because of God. Because if, I can't even say it. I can't even say that if the devil and God are to get into the ring. Because he'd be gone before even. You understand what I'm saying? That's how powerful God, God made him. How many of you look at each other and say, Eck? Eck. I made you. I take you out (laughs) Are you with me? He's no comparison Please don't ever get in your thinking Or in your thoughts Or in your mind Or in your paradigm That there is some sort of opposing thing Happening between God and the devil Because there isn't He's a long time loser He's got no power against God He cannot stand (laughs) against God he is Mickey, Mickey Mouse. It's like you can't, I don't know, um, let me get rid of this. But I just, I need us to understand it because there is, even though there's two systems and two kingdoms, the fight, the, the fight that is happening is not between them in terms of their power against this power because there is no battle. There cannot be a battle because God will wipe. Are you with me? Can you raise him just so? but it's because of mankind. When God made man in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he said, said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, amen? Where did he make man? In the spirit. In the dominant realm, he made mankind. Before he brought him to the natural, he made man in the unseen. Are you with me? So God makes an unseen man out of the very same substance of God himself. So that when he looks at the man who is the spirit and not the flesh, who is the unseen and not the seen, when he looks at the unseen, he sees himself in the unseen in this creation. That's why he says he's made in my what? In my image, in my likeness is the ability to function, to have the same potential like me as God in the earth. He's a mini G, we're not the big G. Are oh, you understanding me? But it's the same substance and you made in a dominant realm. So that when God forms, hear me, your vessel, which is this what you see today, he forms a vessel for you to function in this place. But that's not you. Are you with me? That's not you. He breathes what he created in the unseen into the seen, into the vessel. And then he hands over authority. God sovereignly withdraws and gives man the right to run the earth by saying, let them have dominion. Let them have rule. let them have rulership, let them have kingdom in the earth. Are you with me? And that's where the problem comes in. Because man, who he made in the unseen, who he puts in the earth to have dominion, hear me? It's the natural progression of a born-again believer, a spirit that is made in the image and the likeness of God, born from a realm that is not seen into the realm that is seen. It's, it's your natural progression to have dominion in the earth. Everybody wants dominion. It's just that this system has taught you the more money you have, the more dominion you have, which is a lie. Why do you want more money? To have the more dominion over your circumstances. Are you with me? Because the system of the world has told you the more money you have, the better you are. The problem is how many people are sitting with so much money and are sitting with poor health? How many people are sitting with so much money but don't even have a family? How many people are sitting with so much money but are psychologically impaired? Why? Because money cannot give you dominion. That system is false. Are you with me? But it's everybody searching for dominion. Why would you have healthcare services in the natural to have dominion over sickness. Are you with me? Why would you have technology? Why would you have transport? Why? It's man's in his own self. I'm not saying no creation is made by God or no creation is made by a born-again believer. Are you with me? But what I am saying is that it's the innate desire inside of the spirit of the man to have dominion because that's how you were made. Everybody's designed to worship something. It just might not be God. Are you with me? because you were made that way. So when God makes this man, he says, this man is going to be the major influencer on the earth because I've given him authority and whichever system, whichever kingdom he agrees with, that kingdom has the right to flow through. That's why the enemy as well as God needs agreement with you in order for their kingdom and that agenda to be manifested in the earth. If there's a disagreement, then that thing is not allowed to come in. Why? Because man was given authority by God. So that's why when the enemy came to Adam, he didn't come to fight with Adam. He had no right to. He came to do what? To get him to agree with him. That's all he needed. He just needed agreement from this vessel that God made in the unseen. Are you with me? In order for his kingdom to be established in the earth. And from that moment, that kingdom now enters the earth. And he sets up this whole kingdom. That's why you find in I think it's Mark chapter 4, where Jesus goes into the fast. I think it's Mark chapter 4 when he goes... Luke chapter four, one of them, when he goes into the fast and he comes out of the fast and the devil, oh, he's in the fast and the devil comes and he, t- and he tempts him, Satan tempts him. What does he say? I'll give you all those kingdoms that I've built. He shows him. He says, these are all the kingdoms i built. I'll give it to you if you just bow down and worship me. If he did not have, he would not have said. If he could not have shown Jesus, there would be no temptation. So he had to show him what he built with his system using the agreement of mankind in order to get it into the earth. Are you with me? But the reality is that if you look throughout scripture, you'll see how time and time again, how men and women of God came into agreement with the kingdom of God, and you see the manifestation of that kingdom in the earth, and you see how far superior is that kingdom. Because there is no battle. Come on now. There is no fight. That system of the enemy has got no power over the system of the kingdom of God. It cannot. It does, it's not in the same league. Are you with me? It's like I think in England they have like, I don't know, a seventh division and you have the premier league. Are oh, you understanding me? Mean? It's like the gap is vast. But the problem is man. But not in this church. Amen. Why? Because it's a superior kingdom. Remember the nature of the system and the outcomes that the system produces is determined by the nature of the one who designed it. So the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. His system is only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It cannot produce anything else. That's why no matter how long you're in that system, no matter how much you work that system, no matter how high that system takes you, it's going to steal, kill, and destroy. It's going to take something from you. It's going to steal something from you. It's going to kill you off in some way, but it's not going to let you have a different kind of fruit because it does not have the ability to produce something that's outside of the nature of its creator. Jesus says, I have come to give you life. Life in abundance to the full until it overflows. John ten ten. What does it mean? It means that his system can only produce life and can only produce life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Are you with me? Daniel chapter six, verse 18 to 24. I just wanna go through some stuff quickly. I wanna show you. Daniel 6, 18, 24, it says, now the king went into his palace. So this is what happens. I'm going to paraphrase what happens. Daniel is like, he functions by the wisdom of God on levels. Are you with me? Like I'm saying like levels. This guy is on a whole nother level. He's anointed by God. The spirit of God is upon him. The kingdom of God is being made manifest through his life. And he has wisdom like this. He interprets dreams. He answers naughty problems. They cannot deny this dude. And all the other guys who are in the same field, the same industry, the same sphere of influences as wise men, they can't take it anymore. I wanted to say, but anyway, they can't take it anymore. You know what I'm saying? They can't take this guy because the king has so much favor with this dude because you cannot deny that the spirit of God is in him. So what do they do? They go and create a system. They say to the king, write this decree and write this law that for the next couple of days, nobody else is allowed to worship any other God but you. They can only pray to this statue that you've created of you. He says, okay, cool, he writes and signs the decree because all knowing that Daniel, what's he gonna do? He cannot pray to an idol. That's a violation of the system. The Bible says, if you read before, I think it's before this, he says then Daniel went immediately <laughs> to go pray. So he says, hey, king, we found this dude, he's praying, whatever, and let's pick it up here now. He says, now the king went to his palace because now they've, 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 they've they found him guilty. And they threw him into the lion's den. Are you with me? So Daniel, because of him obeying the system of the kingdom of God and being transformed, not only translated, he functions in the kingdom of God, refuses to bow to the kingdom of the world. It says, okay, they throw him into the lion's den and now the king, because the king loves him. says, now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting and no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. Then the king arose early in the morning and went to the haste in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. Then Daniel, the king spoke to Daniel. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. So listen to this. So even though the enemy comes up against him, even though the enemy tries him by that system, and even though the enemy puts him into, into execution by that system, the system that he's relying on is superior. That system releases the military. Angelic, so what? they the military of the, of the kingdom. He releases, God releases, the angel comes and shuts the mouth of the lions. And it wasn't at the mouth that the lions weren't hungry. I'll show you now. He shuts the mouth of the lions. Why? It's a superior system. I don't care who's come up against you. I don't care who's speaking word curses against you. I'm telling you right now that God will send whoever and whatever assistance and power that you need in order for you to go over. Why? Because they'll be hung by the very noose that they set out for you. Why? The kingdom is superior. Nobody can take you out. Hear me. Nobody can take you out. Nobody can take you out. Listen to what, what it says after. It says, Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up and out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Next one. And the king gave the command and brought those men who had accused Daniel. And they cast him into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them, broke all their bones in pieces. Before they ever came to the bottom of the den. So all of us hunger. Those are hungry lions. Are you with me? Verocious animals. But that system that they were submitted to could not protect them. Could not speak for them. Why? It's an inferior system me show you another one. Go to 2nd King chapter 4. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, the system now, listen here, Elisha is anointed by God, the spirit of God upon him. He's the prophet in the nation and in him and through him is functioning and flowing the kingdom of God. Amen. It's a system. So the prophets cried to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the credit is coming to take my two sons to be his slave. So here this man who serves God, feared the Lord, leaves his family in debt. So I said, to well, her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. And she said, your maidservant is nothing for the hu- in the house, but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty, and empty vessels, and do not gather just a few. He said, don't get a little. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and pour, all, pour it into all these vessels, those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and he shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and he poured it out. Now it came to pass When the vessel of food That she said to her son Bring another vessel And he said to her There is not another vessel So the oil Cease Then he says to the man of God Listen here There's no more vessel He says okay sell it And pay off the debt And live off the rest Hear me The same oil In the same house Under the wrong system Could produce nothing The minute she approaches The man of God The system that's in the earth The anointing That's in the earth The spirit of God That is upon this person With the kingdom of God Being made manifest Through his life The minute she comes And approaches him And submits to the system The system now Supernaturally produces what? Life Life in abundance To the full eternity Overflows That life What is life? Life means something Must increase and multiply Continuously Nobody that is living Ever stays the same no one. Why? There must be increase. There must be growth. That's, that is life. Are you with me? So what happens? The oil supernaturally multiplies just by being placed in a different system. Why? It's a superior system. Don't think because you're sitting in the church that something's got to happen. Joyce Meyer said you can sit in the garage all day. It doesn't make you a car. You can sit by McDonald's all day. It's never going to make you a hamburger. You can come to church every Sunday and if you refuse to apply the principles and to shift systems, you will forever remain bound to the system of this world. You will have oil in your house. That man feared God. You can have oil in your house. to will produce nothing for you until you switch systems. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. I hope you're catching this this morning. Are you catching this this morning? In Jesus' name, I declare you are catching this this morning. Act- Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. It says, So it was, as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, and stood by the, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, and the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little out of the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Lord, out into the deep and let your nets for a catch. Now, here's the thing. This guy says, get many vessels. Here, Jesus says, get nets. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners to come to the boat. And so they catch this huge catch of fish, hear me. They had never experienced anything like this in their lives. Never. If they did, the nets would have been bigger. Logic tells me. But the size of their net was showing the capacity of what they produced before. Jesus says, take out nets because I can see that you don't even have capacity for what I'm about to do. Are you with me? Yes, fishermen, they experienced, they're in the fishing industry and they're in the system of the world. It says the day before, the night before, they toiled all Night. Now if you go back to Genesis chapter 3, it says now the curse is coming in and the curse is coming with what? It says by the sweat of your brow, by toil, you'll be able to bring the fruit from the earth. That's not God's design. It says now you will toil. Are you with me? Because the system of this world can only produce the curse in your life. It's only the kingdom that can produce the blessing. So it says we've toiled all night. We were sitting in a system in the same sea. They never changed oceans. They never changed places. It was just that system was over that sea until they received the new system. Jesus comes and says, okay, because of what this system is saying I must do, I'm going to do what this system says I must do. And then whatever needed to come forth from that sea, where the fish had to come from four corners, where the fish had to be made in that place where anatomically if fish had to be birthed in a way that was never birthed before, like when God said, let there be light or let there be fish in the sea, that same way stuff had to be created because it was from an unseen realm. It was from a superior system in an unseen realm that when they spoke and when they were obedient to that word, that that same field they were in produced something they never saw before. Hear me, it does not matter. Just hear me this. You can be working in a job, in a field, under the wrong system, and get nothing. But you can walk out to service today and say, I'm choosing a different system. And the minute I switch systems, that same field will produce a harvest for you like you've never seen before. Promotion will come from the north, south, east, and the west. Favor of God will come upon you like you've never experienced before. You will receive a catch like never seen before. People will look at you and say, who is this person? How can this thing happen? And they were here all along and nothing. They've been toiling and brought back nothing. Same system. I mean, same field. Different system. Why? When you function by a superior system, I don't know who's been toiling in, my, in this place or online. You've been toiling. The thing is you need to switch systems. You need to shift from one to the other. And I'm going to get there right now. How much time have I got? Acts chapter twenty eight. Now, when they escaped, so Paul gets on a ship. The ship is shipwrecked, blown to smithereens. They finally get to shore. They come to Malta, and it says, "Now, when they had escaped, then they found, uh, they found out that, what? Then they found out that the island was called Malta, and that the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold." But when Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. So listen now what these guys say. So these guys are looking naturally. Are you with me? They, they their limitations, their boundaries in their thinking is limited by the system that they're bound to. They say. So when the letters of the creature hanging from his hand, they say to one another, "No doubt this man is a murderer. Why? Because it's a curse." It says, "Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not." allow to live when they see a snake bite what's the first thing It's going to die but he shook off the creature go so shake it off he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm next however they were expecting they to swallow up and suddenly fall down dead but after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him they changed their minds and said that he was a god why this guy's living by something superior you know what I mean? You see a snake bite, snake, you're thinking, okay, something must be wrong with this dude. Something must be wrong with this guy. I mean, he just survived the shipwreck, so clearly, death wants him. But as much as death wanted him, hear me, in the kingdom of God, life will overpower death. Because Jesus took back the keys to hell and death. Hear me. <laughs> death cannot take you out before your time, not in the system. You can shake off whatever the enemy is trying to put on you today. Whatever sickness, disease, whatever the bacteria, whatever's in your body, whatever's trying to affect you today, today you can shake it off. Just shake it off. Why? Every infirmity, every sickness, every disease, anything from the enemy is trying to touch my body that does not line up with the kingdom of God and the kingdom system. We reject and rebuke today in the name of Jesus. We are healthy. We are whole. We are healed. We walk in divine health all the days of our lives. He was not submitted to that system. Why? It's a superior system. And there's so many accounts throughout the Word of God. Wherever you see the miracles take place, Jesus feeds the 5,000. He multiplies five loaves and two fish. To feed 5,000 men, the Bible says, that means it must have been at least fifteen to 20,000 people. Because they only counted the men. And there were still leftovers. It was still a barakat. How? It's a superior system. And the first thing he says, he says to Philip, tell me, how are we going to feed these people? They first want to send them home. <laughs> They're like, okay, wait, wait, the boss. There's a lot of people here. They're getting hungry. We need to send them home. He says, no. Why send them home? You feed them. What does Philip do? The first thing he goes to is the system of the world. He says, Yo. but even like two years, Denali can't feed all these people. Where did he go? He went to salary. And to a wage. He's like, our salary can never cover this bill. He said, I didn't ask you to. Jesus says, when Jesus said to me, he asked him, knowing already what he was gonna do. And one boy sows a seed. And the minute it's put in a system, it multiplies continually. Amen. It multiplies continually. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they were thrown into the fire. The Bible says they came out not even smelling like smoke. It says the people that turned up the fire so hot, they burned in the fire, outside of the fire. That's how hot the fire was. The Bible says they were walking around, dancing, moving. In the fire, a superior system. Are you with me? Jesus, You have Jesus when he goes to certain towns, the Bible says he healed them all. Deaf saw, deaf heard, blind saw, the lame were walking, leprosy healed, maim where people had limbs removed, regrew. Amen. The thing is, if you look at all of them, even Jesus, they worked the system. The key and the question for all of us sitting here this morning is: how do we transform? Are you with me? Yes, you translated. If you're born again, you translated. You are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. You are in the kingdom of light. Hear me. You are in the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus did for you in your spirit, man. But these men and the woman that you find Esther, Deborah, all of them go read. When you read about them, you'll see that they functioned in a superior system and received supernatural results for their lives. Why? Why? Because they were submitted to the system of the kingdom of God. So for us as born again believers, we must ask ourselves, why are we not experiencing the life that we know we should be? Where's the supernatural in the church? Why do we only have dribbles? Small little drips. Are you with me? Small little trinkets of of the supernatural all over the church. I'm not only talking with you, I'm talking globally. Why do we have this little things breaking out in different places and not experiencing what God wants us to experience? Wherever Jesus went, there was the supernatural. I think it was Otto Roberts who said, you can have a miracle every day. He asked God for a miracle every day. Now, for some people, it seems far away. What's the difference? What's the difference when we look at these people? We shouldn't read it as a nice story. Are you with me? When we read the scriptures and we read, this should encourage you by faith to say, you know what, it does not matter what I'm dealing with in my life right now. There is a power to overcome. There's a way to overcome this thing because the scene is temporary. I don't care what it looks like in your body. I don't care what it looks like in your marriage. I don't care what it looks like over your children. I don't care what it looks like over your home, over your finances, over your business, over your life, over your mind, over every area of your life. It is subject to change. The difference is they believed. They believed. They functioned in faith. Now, belief and faith is, the sa- is two sides to the same coin. Are you with me? Because I can believe with all my heart that this water is going to quench my thirst. I believe, hear me, I believe that if I drink this water, it's going to quench my thirst. No, seriously. I'm telling you now, like for real. I believe, like, you know, I'm thirsty right now. I'm, I'm like super thirsty. You can see, like, what's happening up in here. But I believe... That if I drink this water, it's going to quench my thirst. Do you know that I believe it? I really believe it. I Seriously, I believe it. But faith drinks the water. Faith is the action. Are you with me? But preceding faith is your belief. Because you will not act on something that you don't believe. Are you with me this morning? Let's go to Mark chapter 9. This I want to deal with this this morning and then I'm done. How much, where's How much time do I have? Otherwise, I'm just going to keep going. Matthew chapter 9, verse 21, it says, listen. He asked his father, this is Jesus. Jesus, because they're trying to get the, the demon out of this boy. He says, he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. That's from the pit of hell. He says, listen. But if you, Jesus, can do anything... Have compassion on us and help us. Listen, if you read, just stay just, just, just stay in the scripture. If you read before, it says that he brought him to the disciples because why? He knew that Jesus was functioning by a higher power. He knew that Jesus was functioning by a superior system because Jesus was healing everybody left, right, and center. He was casting out demons wherever he went. So they knew, he knew if I bring my child to this system, then I'm going to receive what I've been looking for. Are you with me? Because I can see this is a superior system. So he says, go back one verse. 22. He says, Nothing is thrown into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, listen, have compassion on us and help us. So even as I stay just there, even as I'm reading the scriptures to you this morning and I'm showing you how superior this kingdom is, you'll find it throughout the word of God. If you read even with Jesus and the miracles, throughout the word of God, you see how superior the system is in comparison to the kingdom of darkness. It's Mickey Mouse, the kingdom of darkness. You see how superior this system is. Are you with me? And it's, it's you hearing the word. You're saying, God, that's what I want for my life. But this is how we approach God. Lord, just have compassion. Just feel for me, Jesus. Don't you feel my pain, Lord? Nothing wrong with crying out to God. It's a problem if you stay there. Because listen to the next verse. 23. Stay with me, guys. Jesus doesn't even respond to anything concerning compassion, love, or anything. Why? Because in the kingdom, love already made a way. Jesus completed his work. He redeemed you, He restored you, He saved you, He delivered you, He translated you. But your responsibility is what? If you can believe, all things are possible to Him who believes. Jesus says, don't worry about my compassion. It's done. The Father loves you. He paid the price on the cross. No greater love can you find than that, than somebody giving up his life. For another, he paid the perfect price for you and I to be saved. He restored, regenerated, made your spirit, man, complete in him. He even loaded in your spirit the kingdom of God. He says, the kingdom of God is in you. He says, don't look over there. It's in you. He puts everything that you need for success, prosperity, for your life to come to the, to the place that he's assigned to you, for your purpose, for your destiny to be fulfilled, healing, wholeness, prosperity, whatever you need, your family, uh, uh, peace that is beyond whatever. Is loaded in your spirit, man. It's done. That's what compassion did. That's what love did. He says, I gave because I love. So now that's not the question anymore. Don't you love me, Jesus? I'm going to listen like you don't even know. Don't you see, Lord? He says, if you can, believe. That's it. Go to John chapter 6, verse 28. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. He says, all you must do is believe. All you must do is believe. Say, I believe. believe. This is the greatest challenge in the body of Christ. Let me tell you why. Because the enemies blinded the mind of the people. You see, people's belief systems, even though they hear the word of the kingdom preached, their belief systems do not align with that system. You will only act upon what you believe, and if you don't believe, you will never do. So you can believe, hear me, or not believe, you can know that all your provision and your wealth is locked up in the kingdom of God. But I can tell that you don't believe when you don't tithe or when you don't sow. Because you haven't switched systems. You know that it's better, but you don't believe that that's the way. Why? Because the enemy sent you to school for 12 years. And even before that, he sent you a little bit. And then even after that, to get your degree, you must go some more. And they don't tell you once that there's another system. They say that this is the only way that life works and it doesn't work. Tell me, people, how many educated people do you have that can't get a cent? can't find a space, don't have a job. Why? Because that system is not designed to promote you. It's not designed to make you prosper. It's not designed to give you a life, life in abundance to the full until it overflows. That system is only designed to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you waste, for some, 15, 16 years of your life on an education only to come find that you don't even need it. Let me not say don't need it because I don't want children to come and say, Mommy. I said, Brian, I don't have to go. School, no, you need an education because you need to train your brain. But education without revelation brings nothing in your life. So, he'll send you and educate you according to his system. He'll put media and things on media to educate you in his system. He'll tell you on social media what you're supposed to look like, what's acceptable to society. He'll tell you in social media that this is what a girl should look like and this is what a guy should look like. This is what good-looking looks. The devil is a liar. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. No enemy and no thing from this world should be able to give you your value or tell you who you are. Your value is found in God and God alone. They tell you that you must earn 12 times a year. And maybe if it's okay, you're going to get a bonus. They tell you, you can only work until you're 60, 65, then you must retire. Who said so? What system is that? Abraham had a baby at a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I don't want that anointing, but I'm just saying. (laughs) You get what I'm trying to say? Everything in the word of God opposes whatever natural system is in place. If you look at it, you'll see it's a superior system that's designed to bring about the purposes and the plan of God no matter what the circumstances look like. Our pursuit has to be revelation. Our pursuit has to be the word of God because only through the word of God can you experience a transformation that God has assigned to you. How do you shift your belief systems? Let me go quickly here. How much, how much have I got left? Five minutes. Jesus, help me. This one. Let's just go to Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, and then I'm gonna cut down quickly. But it says, for as he thinks in his heart. We're just gonna finish it. The Bible says, for as a man thinks in his heart, not as he thinks, As he thinks in his heart, in his belief system, at the core of who he is. As a man thinks at the core of who he is, at the core of who you are, is who you really are. It's not the things that you're trying to say or the things that you're trying to promote or the things that you're trying to tell people. But it's actually at the depth of who you are, sitting in your soul, in your subconscious belief system. Your paradigm is shaping and shifting your life. You cannot get away from it. You can hear a good word and you can shout amen and hallelujah, but unless you take that word, meditate on it, and allow it to become your belief system, you'll never shift. It's impossible. You don't attract what you want, you attract who you are. You might want those things, or you might want that life, or you might want the better, the peace, or whatever it is, but the enemy will use what is shaped inside of you to bring you back to the place of where you have nothing each and every time. You will always gravitate to what you believe, whether you like it or whether you don't. The only way to come against it is to get a new word. Because what is he? He feeds you through experiences. He programs you through words, through education, through situations. He uses all the mountains, education, government, uses family. Look at the destruction of families in the world today. Why? To destroy your picture, your image, and who you believe you should be. So many youth are growing up, what? Insecure. They don't know who they are. They're doing the things that they're doing because they don't have an identity. They don't know who they are. Why? Because it's destroyed families. And if you don't get you through the families, and going get you through media. And if you don't get you through media, it's going to get you at school. Are you with me? Why? To shape your system of belief. So that when I preach the word of God to you, not in this house, but when you preach the word of God to someone, you say that there's a better life, there's a way you can function, there's a system that will give you superior results and supernatural results, you don't receive it because you can't believe it so your responsibility is to believe romans chapter 12 verse 1 let's go Yeah, i'm going to just give you two and then finish he says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service listen to me and do not be conformed to this world to the system but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Put that same verse in the Amplified. Do not be conformed to this world. Listen, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs. It says, don't allow this thing to shape you. You must renew your mind. How? By the word of God. You take the word of God and you sow that word into you. Continuously, day and night, you cannot come to church once a week when you went to school five days a week. You were at school all day, but you want to give a, a 30 40 minute message of make me feel liquor, like but you still suck on the wrong system. You need to take the word and meditate the word, speak the word, bless yourself with the word. Take the word, read the word, study the word. Take the word, read the word, study the word. Read the word, study the word. Speak the word. Read the word, study the word, speak the word. Yeah, and some people think, yeah, that's why Jesus said, it's work. He says, this is your work to believe. Oh, I believe. No, you don't. Get the word out. You need the word. I'm challenging you this morning because why? I want us to shift systems. I want us to shift our belief system and the only way you can shift it, you know hear I me? Mean? That word, your belief system is dictating your reality. Because it doesn't matter what's actually happening in your, in your environment. What you believe is what's real to you. That's why two people in the same situation, going through the same ordeal, facing the same circumstance, can have two differently opposing perceptions, attitudes, and way of achieving the result. Why? Because they believe something different. So our focus has to go to do what? To get the word inside. To sow that word inside of us that we cannot do anything else but functioned by the system of the kingdom of God. Last verse, last scripture. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all according that is written to it for when then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Says. He says, you must meditate. Not God. You know, I, I, saw, a, I saw a meme or something on, on Facebook, a TikTok thing on Instagram. Where this boy was sitting for an exam, a youngster, and his book was open, it's before the exam, and you know what he's doing? He's taking he's going like this. Turns the page. Turns the page. I burst out laughing. I said so many of us are living like that. You come to church and you're waiting wanting a spit or a blow or a what? You know what I'm saying? And yes, God can move supernaturally through those things, but the only way for you is to sustain your healing, sustain your deliverance, sustain your blessing, is for you to grow and to shift your thinking. You can send the worship to you. It's the only way. There is no other way. I would like to tell you that you can rub a bottle and a genie is going to come out and give you three wishes. It don't work like that. God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You have all the healing you could ever need, all the holiness you could ever want, all the peace you could ever need, all the wealth you could ever desire. It's already locked up in you, but you have to work it. You have to work the system. You have to work the word of God. You have to get into the word of God for, who? for you. Why? So that you can shift and switch systems God would not be giving us this word if he did not want us to start seeing supernatural results wherever we go otherwise God is frivolous and he's not frivolous he's the most purposeful being on the in wherever are you hearing me God is giving us this word for what to bring us onto the level of his system where healing will flow finances will flow bondages will be destroyed yokes will be destroyed burdens will be lifted just take me out to the monitor we will experience a freedom take me out of the monitor and the liberty that God has assigned and designed for you but you've got to work it hear me people you've got to work it you've got to get into the word because the enemy will do everything in his power to stop you from shifting I experienced something even this week we were going through some stuff and I was busy with a couple of deals. Please take me out to the monitor. Busy with a couple of things and stuff. And people wanted to change some stuff in the deal that we never agreed upon. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on here now? And the one day I'm like praying and saying, God, you're really going to help me. And the, the, one, the one night, the next day, I woke up in fear. And I was like, oh, oh, oh what's going on here? And the enemy brought a reference point of how things never worked out in the past. And how you've done stuff before, but you've never actually seen it come to pass at the scope and the scale of what you're seeing it now. And fear went through grip me and I had to reject that thing. And what did I do? I went back to the word of God. I said, I refuse to accept this fear. Now you are, the Bible says, perfect love casts out every fear. I cast my care upon you because you care for me. I think that the peace of God now garrisons my heart and father i thank you right now that you said wherever the soles of my feet will tread in these mountains you have given to me and no man shall be able to stand before me all the days of my life as you were with moses so you are with me you will never leave me nor forsake me that's your word father what i have to do i have to go back to what to say i'm not going to believe that i'm going to believe this are you with me and i took control of the situation in the spirit and that day things changed back to the way it was supposed to be You see, when you, it wasn't my power. That's the powerful thing about the system. You see, when you apply a system, it's not you that does anything. The system does it for you. Are you understanding me? There's no system that system needs us to abide by the system, but the system itself will produce for you. You don't need to do anything for the system. You just need to be in alignment with the system and the system will produce for you. Are you understanding me this morning? And your alignment comes to your belief system, but you must get into the world. What the apostle is preaching in the season, take the word, dissect the word, go study the word, go look at the scriptures that he's using, go read those scriptures over and over and over and over again. And when you come up against those situations and circumstances, you'll see, the apostle mentioned last, he says, get a grip. Didn't he say that? He said it again on Wednesday night. He said, get a grip. The Lord told me, get a grip. I took the same word. I started praying with me gripping stuff in my atmosphere and environment. Why? That same word, must become real to me so that it can manifest in my life and I can see the fruit of it. Are you understanding me? You no longer ever have to be subject to any system, any word, any curse, any form of bondage, any form of demonic oppression, ever, just by switching systems. Jesus never fought with the devil never go look he didn't labor he just said come on done why he functioned in a superior system and this is what i want to say to you this morning we're not going to be those that are crying 24 7. we believings we believe in christians we believe in children of the most of the, the most high god we are believers are you with me we are believers say i'm a believer i'm a believer I've switched systems. I'm working the works of God, which is to believe. Amen. Let's stand this morning. I trust this word blessed you today. And I pray that you've got the word today. I pray that understanding came into your heart today. Let me tell you something. The greatest joy for apostle, the greatest joy for apostle, is to see you working the word for yourself. The greatest joy that when you take in the word and work it for yourself, and you come and you say, Apostle, it works, it works, it works. He says, I know, I know. Because the system can never fail. It's impossible for the system to fail. When you apply the principle, it must come to pass. Amen. Every head bowed and eye closed in this place this morning. And to those of you that are joining us via live stream, the system is there. God's designed it for you to give you life, life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And your first step, if you're not born again, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want this life, you want to be functioning in a superior kingdom, then the first decision that you have to make is to receive Jesus into your life. To receive Him as your Lord and your Savior. That He can re- generate your spirit and your spirit man can become alive to god and be translated from darkness into light if that's you if you don't know jesus christ as the lord and savior or you once did say the sinner's prayer but you feel like you're so far away from god today then i want to pray for you this morning if that's you if it's online in this place if that's you then i want to pray for you this morning if you're in the house just lift your hand very quickly i want to pray for you if that's you just lift your hand very quickly if that's you in this house If you're online, just DM us because we want to pray for you as well. I know that we pray for you. Pray with us this morning. Pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God, that you came down from heaven, died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin, rose again three days later so that I can have life. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me, cleanse me, and make me brand new. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. Amen and amen. If that's you, please connect with us via live stream. We want to pray with you. We want to connect with you. We want to help you take the next steps. If anybody in here, if you've prayed that sincerely with your heart, come and connect with me after service. We want to just walk with you in the next season so that we can help you transition. We can help you be transformed and walk in what God has got for you. I believe it Omar, Hear me. That this season that we're in is so significant for this church. I'm not saying that God's not working in other places. Please don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you can see by what God is speaking what he wants to do. He wants to shift us up from the dependency of a system that is only designed to destroy you into the system of the kingdom which will give you life, life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Amen. You may be seated so you can get your seat out in your hand. I just wanted to read that scripture for the, for, the, for the offering message. Go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. I just wanted to read that one part and just show you. Uh, verse 1. Go to the next verse. It says, and a great multitude followed him because they saw the signs which he performed and those on those who were diseased go. They seen the kingdom be manifest. Then Jesus went up into the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Now go to the next one. Is this the one who feeds the 5,000? Yes. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw seeing a great multitude coming towards him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But he said this to test him. For he himself knew what he would do. And Philip said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples said, and then he said, you know the scripture, he brings the five loaves and the two fish. But the minute they put that thing into the system, it multiplied. The minute they put the provisions into the system, it multiplied. The only way to experience the supernatural upon your finances is through the kingdom of God. There is no other system. When you see, that's what they say, when they see a quick, a get quick, rich scheme, they say, hey, it's a scheme. It's exactly that. It can never do why, because that system does not have the capability to do that for you. But when you come into the kingdom of God, the Bible says that when you bring your tide into the store, it says he opens up the windows of heaven above your life to pour out such a blessing upon you that you don't have enough room to store it. It says he will rebuke the devourer. The enemy cannot mess with your stuff because God will keep him at bay. Because of what? Because of the tide. Why? The tide connects you to that system. It says when you sow a seed, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men pour into your bosom. Why? It's that system. When you brought the five loaves and the two fish, what happened? A press down, a shaking together, and a running over that they could feed all those people and still 12 baskets full could come back in return. Are you with me? It's time to break out of that system. It's time to be purposeful in your walk with God. Not only in your money, I'm speaking about our finances today, but you've got to be purposeful in every level. If you're feeling something in your body, go find the scripture and meditate on that word. Eat that word until you believe you're healed. If it's money, it's the same thing. Apply the principles that God has given you and you will see prosperity upon you like you've never experienced before. In the same field as everybody else, but your nets will be filled till the full until it overflows in jesus mighty name let's pray of your seed father we come to you in the name of jesus i thank you that as we sow today as you bring our tithes and our offering into the stores father god and as we bring it in father god that we're connecting to the system of the kingdom of god that we're declaring our source is you and you alone and we're declaring now multiplication and increase on every side in jesus mighty name we all agree and say amen and amen